0: Hello, uh, we are here today on the Unrealist podcast, and we're going to talk about one of the hardest things about starting a prop tech company. Um, using, you know, starting a real estate tech company, you know these these are very highly regulated industries, and so you, you're you're handling what is often. The most important or most expensive asset that somebody's ever owned before, um, and so it's, it's real stuff, right? And so you can we can try to build really cool product around that or for that, uh, but because it's so highly regulated, it's it can be very hard. Um, and so I brought in uh, our head of product, Justin Tenenbaum, today to talk about that with me. Um, and before I introduce introduce him, I'm going to talk about the the unrealist stat. Uh, of the day. And today that's, that's, that stat is selfishly 36,000, uh, transactions. We've done over 36,000 transactions helping people buy and sell homes all over the country. And why that's important is because, you know, uh, when, when Justin was brought, brought in to, to partner with us, help us do, do our, redo our product, um, the, the tough part about it was you couldn't just, uh, hand over the product, right? You had to have a bunch of customers who currently have a home listed and still walk them through, uh, their, their transactions seamlessly. It's an incredibly hard thing to do to, to, you know, simultaneously keep the old kind of rickety product that we built, uh, while also building the new one, transition everybody over, uh, and have it feel, um, you know, like you're not gonna lose your home right uh so let me introduce justin um justin is uh someone i i've come to really admire enjoy working with uh he has over 10 years of hardcore product experience um he he's worked uh for electronic arts ea on the madden team i'm a huge fan of that as a someone who enjoys playing madden Um, he's a you know prolific real estate investor and owner that's another reason we really wanted to work with him he He um, understands this not only from the product standpoint, but the core, you know, sort of user standpoint. Um, He's an expecting father. So congratulations, Justin. Uh, And a former pro gamer. You're welcome. That former pro gamer I just found out, which is amazing to me. (laughs) The guy is good. (laughs) Um, So welcome uh, to the pod.
1: Awesome, man. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, excited to be here. Excited for what we're building together. Excited for what our team's building together uh, and excited for our, our end users, our thousands, hundreds of thousands of end users who, uh, you know, experience our product, uh, you know, week in, week out, month in, month out and, uh, the value we can, we can bring to them.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. So, all right. Um, want to talk about the origin story of our Unreal Estate product? Uh, how has it evolved? Um, what are you most excited about doing in the coming years?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, and, Kind of just a small pivot on that because I know we're we're kind of focused on regulatory uh and I gotta give yourself a shout out right uh, coming on, uh, I've been working with you now for a little nine nine about nine months nine ten yeah. ten months, something like that yes. uh, and and uh you know people always talk about first principles thinking and how to build product or how to build solutions or you know into products. Right? And then you always hear Elon Musk and hear other folks think about first principle is this, first principle is that, kind of this over-hyped term. Uh, but I gotta give kudos to you, right? Because in a highly regulated environment, uh, which you went out and did, is you went out and acquired all your regulatory licensing first, right, before you ever even yeah. truly built a product, right? Uh, you know, through the acquisition of uh, and, and that brokerage, right? Gave us instantaneously national brokerage coverage uh, in the majority of of the u s right so when you t- you know people always ask you like what are you working on or you know why did you choose to work with uh, with Kyle in the unreal estate team? I was like, well, because he didn't just go out and build a product right he didn't just start shipping code like right away right he actually thought first principles highly regulatory uh, highly regulated environment, like what should we actually do first right Is it a line of code no it's going on getting all the licensing so that you can actually service as a national brokerage or, uh, or build a product, you know, nationally. Uh, and so I always gotta give kudos, you know, kudos to you on uh, truly a first principles thought, right? Uh, I don't think, I don't know of any other prop tech companies that origins uh, start that way, right? Like we really put regulatory yeah. first.
0: Yeah, no, thank you for saying that. It's un- I think it is unusual we did it sort of backwards. Uh, we have a lot of scars <laughs> to show for that. <laughs> Cause first of all, you can't, it's hard to raise against right and so it's hard to go to an investor and say hey this is my idea i'm gonna kind of do this backwards when they're pattern matching and they're used to seeing you know the kid with the hoodie in the garage uh here's my first thing and it's like it, that sort of works but it's really hard when you're regulated uh, and you're actually trying to help somebody move something that might cost three hundred thousand four hundred thousand dollars at a time right um right. but yeah no thank you for saying that uh it, it is it is uh It was painful, but we did it. I think it was the right decision to this day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, so right—that is the origin story, right, of our product, right? Uh, We we approached it as uh, regulatory first. Let's get all of our licenses and all of our ducks, entities, licensing, uh, you know, cross our T's, dot our I's, right? And then we can really turn turn to our product. Um, And and as you mentioned, right, you know, traditionally uh, over the last you know several years. Uh, com was, was heavily focused on the sell side uh, of a modern real estate marketplace, right? Truly just, uh, uh selling, uh, homes for our, our users, uh, and having incredible transparency and incredible savings, uh, versus the traditional, the traditional method, right? So, uh, when I came, when I came in, uh, you know, it was, it, uh, best analogy is, you know, trying to, uh, change the oil, uh, the, the tires and the the rear wing of the car while it's you know while it's moving right we yeah, had to service 100%. you know we had, yeah. we had to service all of our current uh, all of our current clients all of our current users uh, right you already touched on this it's the largest transaction that most people make in their lifetime right it's it's uh it's also very personal right because it's their home uh, so how how do we continue to iterate and build a pro- build upon uh, this product by but uh, but also launching a new you know new products and layering in uh, integrations and you know other uh, products into it uh, right So in the last um, in the last I guess four months we've officially launched our buy side product. Uh, so you can now uh, sh- browse and, and search and discover great properties all across the US uh, actually buy uh, you know buy through us as well and uh, have that same great experience of transparency, uh, cost savings and uh, you know doing everything digitally and online or, or remote, uh, much as you as you did with our sell side product, um, we have you know we have an incredible team. Uh, I think we're at our engineering and product team is a, a twelve right now. Uh, I mean they are uh, the nuts and bolts of what makes this company go around at the moment. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, selfishly from my point of view, right? Uh, that's not to, that's my knock on our other uh, uh, colleagues and. Uh, and uh, friends, but um, you know, hiring and getting that right, staffing and getting that right. Um, but I think what, what's you know, cool, or, you know, people always say people make your business right, and, and that really is true. Um, I will say, I think one of the best things that we've ever done as a company, right, is really look at it from a uh, remote and global workforce. Right, uh, we've got folks all over the U.S. Uh, in the EU. Uh, overseas, uh, onshore, near shore, it didn't matter where, you know, where our teammates were, as long as they, uh, could communicate and, uh, were, you know, could add value. Um, we've been able to recruit some incredible talent, uh, because of that, right? And, uh, you know, playing into that remote first, like global async culture has been a huge value add, uh, for us and our product and ultimately our users.
0: Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, it's not something we talk about a lot internally, but um, it's it's actually something that scared me a lot in the beginning. Um, shout out to the big homie uh, J- Jason Freed. Um, he's someone that we've we've gotten advice from in the past here in Chicago. Uh, founder of Basecamp uh, and just huge proponent of remote. And I you know I read his books uh, and I would read them and be like, ah, that's cool for them. I don't really know that I'm ever going to be one of those people that because I I like an office. I like seeing everybody, you know, getting that energy, the serendipity. You run into somebody at the sort of water cool, you know, whatever that whole thing, right? Um, But you know, when COVID hit, we had to very quickly pivot to remote, right? And um, even though it's so funny, before that sort of week, I'll never forget. It was about a week in—I don't know if it was February, March—when when COVID really first hit the United States really hard, and before that week or day, it was always discussed internally, like, it's kind of impossible to do this remotely. Like the way our systems were built, the way our customer service was layered, all that, you know, we got, we need people in the office. And then we we sort of looked at each other in the face and said, okay, well, today we have to. And within like 72 hours, I feel like we were a remote. Co- it was like very fast. We We could get there. Uh, but, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's, um, it's been different for us and we make it work. And and now I feel like it's the opposite. Instead of it almost like, or well, I think we're thriving on that. Like you said, we're able to attract talent from all over. And that talent has been, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom the, the, the team we have built uh, a couple of years ago. So I'm really, I'm really proud of that as well. Um, you and I talk about a lot of, you know, we, when we're not, um, you know sort of grinding on the everyday you know challenges of of what you just described changing the oil the tires everything all at once um we get to talk about some of the the fun uh, new stuff that we that we we have brewing so you know what are some of the things you're most excited about uh, in the coming years uh for this for this uh product
1: yeah great question i'm glad glad you asked it um you know i i think you and i have a similar belief uh, in mindset that real estate is eventually uh, real estate industry as a whole is going to change. You know, I can't look into the crystal ball and tell you, is it tomorrow, is it next week, is the next year, is it the next 10 years, right? I, I who you know, who knows, and I would be skeptical of anyone who told you otherwise, but uh, I truly believe in, in, in my hypothesis uh, and what I'm seeing. Uh, both from a macro uh, viewpoint and even, you know, on our platform, right? We're seeing a lot of uh, changes to traditional um, buying and selling of, of residential real property, right? And so some of the things I'm really looking forward to um, is is access for all, right? Uh, getting r- uh, real property data, you know, on-chain or through oracles to get on-chain. Uh, I think there's a huge web three uh, component uh, for data transparency uh, for access uh, to prevent gatekeeping uh, to deliver you know freedom of information really at the end of it, right. Um, the real estate uh, the real estate uh, vertical really throughout its years has been blocked by you know protectionism and gatekeeping, whether it's been through uh laws and regulations which for the most part are, are very good like right? they're, they're needed they're there for a reason I, I get it and I understand I respect it uh it's been you know it's probably the most regulated and well lobbied uh industry uh, <laughs> <Tell me about> <laughs> right <laughs> compared to compared to most uh but I truly do believe uh you know it's not a matter of of if but rather when uh do does web3 and some of our emerging technologies you know um seep seep into this into this space, uh, so that's uh, that's what I'm most excited about our platform. Uh, looking forward, like you know, into my crystal ball, where we can head uh, with this. Right, uh, one of our engineering you know teams' kind of core beliefs and tenants and goals, right? Uh, like blue sky goals is you know we want to build the world's uh, largest residential real property uh, database in the country, right? And we're well on our way. Uh, so I think about all the good we can do, all the Freedom of information, we can, we can have that to empower, uh, you know, our users and people across across the U.S. to uh, buy and sell, you know, real real residential property. Um, you know, granted, obviously, r- rules, regulations, uh, both state, federal, county, right, all, all of that will have to catch up. But um, I get really excited thinking about the ways Web three can really impact uh, real estate. Um, that's like my my outlandish far, you know, far out take. Um I'd say like in the near term, right, I'm really excited about uh, kind of what, you know, e trade or scott trade or uh, heck even Robinhood did for retail investors, right? That we can do for retail uh you know um, retail folks who, who will buy and sell residential real property, right? Um and, and it, again, I want to I want to be very, very clear, like we're not here to disrupt real estate agents. So we don't even think real estate agents are are bad, right? Yeah, and we employ not, agents, right? So it's, exactly, it's one of exactly. these weird like, things. It's, yeah, uh, like we are we, we have our own agents in-house, right? We're, we yeah. are a national licensed brokerage. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's it's giving that freedom of information, letting empowering people to make their own decisions, uh, reduce protectionism, reduce gatekeeping, uh, letting people make, you know, their own decisions, uh, for their own well Um, and ultimately putting more money in their pocket is a great thing. Uh, so that's, that's kind of what I'm really uh, about and what I'm looking forward towards in the long term, right? With kind of web three into real estate. And we can dive deeper in that if you want, uh, or, or kind of in the short term, how we're, you know, how we're delivering value to our end users.
0: Yeah, no, I think that was. It's, it's interesting you, you you went right to Web three. It's something that is, um, you know, it's it's always on our minds. It's funny how the the market, with with the market sort of swooning um, and people really pulling back on crypto. You know, we always talk internally about our true north uh, as a company, and you can't chase fads, right? But when it when it's right, uh, when the opportunity can actually open the door to more transparency. Um, more, co- you know, cost savings, I think that you you have to, you know, stick with that, right? And mm-hmm. I think for us, you know, one of the very first things we did as a company uh, was create a flat fee MLS listing, right? And now what you've done is um, taken that and automated that so that it can be done in, I don't know, 10, 15, whatever it is, very fast, right? Um, I look at uh, Web3, you know, I don't get evangelical about it. Uh, to me, it's just another tool. Um, it's another, you know, using, using the blockchain to... You know, reduce costs, increase transparency. It's another tool in the toolbox that we can use, right? So, um, mm-hmm. no, I think that's I think that's really cool. I'm glad we're head to that. Um, switching gears a little bit. So, we talked earlier about how um, you actually just before we even met, you were like pretty heavy in real estate uh, as an investor, as an owner, um, bought and sold properties. Um, would love to understand, um, it's, it's funny, so many people on our team are like that. They're, it's almost like, um, you know, we have a few things that I found commonalities in our team. People are like, almost like enthusiasts for real estate. I would almost describe it like that. Um, enthusiasts for like just business. Like I, I, I hear people all the time, you know, even on, on, on our uh, channels talking about, you know, different happenings and mergers and acquisitions. And, and of course, we all like we have a bunch of sneakerheads on the team too, which we'll get into. But, but yeah, it, so, so you're a real estate investor. What's been working for you? Um, and what do you think are sort of some of the best, you know, sort of investing opportunities um, out there right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, I got to give at least one shout out, shout out to my parents because they are the ones who, who get, you got me interested in real estate investing. Uh, I, I watched them do it you know, all through my childhood and growing up. Uh, So probably heavily, heavily influenced from them. uh, And and lucky to have uh, had a a front row seat to that. Uh, But but absolutely, you're right. So um, been heavily invested both in residential and uh, commercial assets. Um, You know, to date, right now, my portfolio consists of uh, over six mobile home parks, uh, an apartment complex, uh, five laundromats, three car washes. Uh, and we just closed on, um, 13 acres that we're converting and entitling from residential to industrial storage, actually for huh. the, uh, port port of Savannah. Um, okay. so, it, uh, those are kind of like my, my investments, uh, operator, investor operator, uh, play, uh, and kind of, you know, answer your question, our, our thesis and it's, pretty pretty simple um, right in the next 10 years we're gonna see the largest transition of wealth from the baby boomer generation to to the next generation whether it's through yep. uh, death or through retirement right or, or some type of succession plan uh, and what we're seeing and what we're finding is a lot of the baby boomers' children or heirs to a lot of these uh, small, medium-sized businesses or you know re- real estate back businesses, I should say, right? Aren't interested in them, right? They're not sexy. It's not tech. It's they don't not- want to do
0: that work. You got to get your hands dirty. You got to go <laughs> go out there. You got to manage. You got a bad tenant. You got Yeah, it's it's really sometimes we talk about this. And when you're managing these these challenges, they're not easy, right? But you, but obviously, a huge opportunities available there if you're willing to put Absolutely. in the Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. If you're willing to put in the work, you know, what's the, what's the, the Edison quote? Uh, opportunity shows up every day at your front door. It's just dressed in overalls and looks like work. Uh, yep. I think something like that, right? Yep. Uh, but that's yep. where the, that's where the alpha is. You know, investors always want to talk about alpha, the, the, their secret algorithm or their, their this is to deliver alpha. No, the alpha is in the dirty, actual day in, day out work mm-hmm. that is yep. tough. And you, you have to be actually hands on and operating it. Um, so anyway, th- you know, back to the point where our playbook is, is pretty uh, straightforward, right? It's, it's finding, uh, retiring real estate back small to medium sized businesses, car washes, laundromats, uh, mom and pop, uh, you know, um, apartment complexes, uh, et cetera, in, in, um, in the Sun Belt communities, right? It's mostly, all, actually not mostly all in the uh, Southeastern part of the United States, um, uh, very business friendly. Uh, very landlord-tenant law-friendly, um, uh, and in acquiring them, mostly off-market. Uh, I would say, hmm. except for one we found on-market. Uh, mostly finding them off-market through you know cold calls, cold acquisitions, uh, networking. You know, ha- you know having works. someone down there. Yep, yeah, more work. Exactly. Right. Literally.
0: Like you don't <laughs> just go on and find the listing. You have to start hitting the phones, right? Um, right, right. Making those personal connections. It's very manual, but it, it, it gives you an edge.
1: But it works, right? Um, so going in there, uh, acquiring them uh, in some instances, stabilizing them, or uh, heavily capex investing in them, turning them around, uh, ra- you know, uh, getting uh, rents to market, uh, adding value for for the tenants. Um, you, you know, sometimes it's heavy capex, uh, but you know, honestly, given my background, it's a lot of like just operational improvements, like streamlining okay. back office ops. Uh, bringing in everything to the cloud, everything digitally, right? A lot of these operations still do their books, pen and paper, right? And so there's a lot of, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of just cost savings and kind of efficiencies you can gain. And as we keep scaling, uh, right, our, our back office remains the same, but we're able to do more with less, right? So we can continue to get these uh, kind of, um, our OPEX down and stays the same. Um, and uh, they're beautiful cash flowing uh, investments, right? Um, the second part of that is, is looking at uh, these non-sexy kind of real estate backed, uh, places is a, a more or less, you know, it was a head for, for me personally. It was a hedge against inflation and it was a hedge against uh, recession, recessionary times, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, h- historically speaking, throughout real property and, you know, in particular, apartments, mobile homes, storage, uh, you know, more like, um, more affordable housing has been, historically typically recession proof um, yep. and so that that's that's really kind of our our playbook and uh uh we're typically buy and hold investors uh we love the depreciation aspect of of our of our investments um and uh yeah uh, and then I think your your last question was what do I see moving forward or like what would I make a recommendation of uh, or you know, another asset class that I'd be really interested in um It's funny, I am like, I follow everyone on Twitter, like real estate, Twitter, or or retweet, as uh, we like to say, Uh, and so maybe influenced by them. But if I was to do it all over again right now, I would probably be making plays for class B, class C industrial uh, outside either major markets or tertiary secondary markets, uh, purely for the e-com plays, right? Oh, Um, sure. All the distribution, and st- shipping,
0: yeah, yep. drop, drop shipping, all that that whole world yep. is not getting any smaller.
1: It is not getting any smaller. And yes, someone's, I'm sure someone's going to say in the comments, but Amazon's selling all their warehouse space. Mm-hmm. True. A- absolutely, they were. But they also scaled up during the 2020 uh, COVID, right? Uh, so maybe they overscaled and now now they're selling some of the excess uh, you know capacity that they have. But yeah, the between drop shippers, the uh, uh, direct to consumer folks, the influencer folks who are coming on brands, people, anyone with audience that needs brands, you have to store physical stuff somewhere, and uh, I just do I do not see that going away. So if I was to do it all over again right now, it would be class, you know, class B, preferably maybe a class C that we could invest some uh, capex into to get to class B, either in major or secondary uh, markets. Uh, and pure, in particular, the Sunbelt states um, and, and Lower Southeast uh, in particular. And uh, yeah, purely on the hypothesis of like direct-to-consumer and, and e-commerce is not
0: going to go anywhere. So. I love that. I love that. Um, okay, so i going to do a quick recap. Um, I think we talked about uh, just a general idea around regulations and how that's really sort of driven our product, the compliance, everything we had to set up sort of as a foundation before, uh, and then the sort of difficulty of jumping in um, while that's still moving and not missing a beat, which I think you've totally crushed it on. Um, we talk about team, the importance of team, I think. We really, uh, obviously, we couldn't do any of this without just a sick team um, with a, a global footprint. Uh, that's, that's actually, I think, really, for me, like one of the big game changers. For, I mean, you're in Nashville. I'm in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, we work together every day, usually like this uh, across, you know, across the screen. Uh, and it, and it, it really helped us to, to accelerate the company. Um, we talked Web3 um, which is something that we remain super excited about, um, huge opportunities in there, I think to, um, you know, increase transparency, reduce costs further. Um, and then we talked about, uh, your, your sort of passion, uh, as an investor for, for real estate and huge, huge opportunities. It sounds like in, in things that are real estate back that are, you know, transitioning between, uh, generations, which I think is a theme, across, sort of the, you know, across the board in so many industries, but, uh, the fact that you can do these deals sort of and underwrite them with real estate behind them, I think allows you to add leverage, right? Allows you to, mm-hmm. um, you know, find opportunities to increase, uh, improve the operations, uh, a lot easier with your, your background and software and product. Um, it's really, really pretty amazing. Um, so, I think, you know, right now is the time. First of all, I want to thank you for taking time out. I know how busy you are personally. <laughs> I can see our Slack channel <laughs> in, in, on my other screen blowing up. So I know it. Thank you for taking the time out. Um, we, we Everybody gets a gift. So you'll be getting a gift in the mail for your, your time here today. Thank you. Um, awesome. And then uh, we're going to do a fit check. Uh, we usually either do like a piece uh, that you're wearing that you have a story about or a sneaker. We everybody, we have so many sneaker heads at this company or, uh, you know, a sneaker check. I, I'm going to start it off. I think it's fair. I go first. Um, and I'm going to highlight this Tom Brown uh, cardigan. I'm a, I'm a geek for uh, sort of weird cardigans. Uh, my team, uh, just to tell the audience here, clowns me about it all the time. I think once I wore one of my yellow, gigantic yellow sweatshirt I have and Justin said I look like Big Bird on a and I haven't, I haven't you haven't seen me on a Zoom with that yet. You clown I had to like take it off that day. It was so, so painful. Uh but yeah, I love these. And so this one, um, it's you know, Tom Brown's one of my favorite designers. Uh I, I got this on one of those online sites uh where you have to bid against other people. Um I used to be a banker and uh we did this deal. We we were representing Adidas buying this um uh, company called 510. Is climbing shoes, which I know nothing about, but had to like do a deep dive and learn everything about. I've never climbed a wall in my life at this point. I learned everything about. So at the end of that deal, I got done and I'm like, I was so painful. But back when I was like getting banker money, I was like, all right, I'm going to buy myself something stupid. Uh, And I saw this cardigan, so I splurged. That's actually
1: something stupid. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, All right. So uh, what you got? Yeah, so um, I'm a University of Tennessee-Knoxville uh, undergrad graduate, uh, so Go Vols. It's the middle of college football season, uh, and obviously it, it says Friday, so uh, for, for UT, we call it it's a GBO, uh, Go Big Orange, or Big Orange Friday, right? Okay. Uh, you can probably see some of the hashtags. So today I'm rocking my Vols hat, but for sneaker-wise, I'm uh-huh. rocking the uh, Jordan 1 Gatorade. Oh, oh, those are fire, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh oh those are really nice so Let we see. got
1: the uh yeah we got the gatorade tags on them
0: oh there you go <laughs> there you go that you know what so that might be the best one i've seen that guys you got you know we, we're going to see what our guests that's a that's a good uh fit check very nice
1: absolutely comment thank you so much for having me i appreciate it
0: dude my pleasure um i think that's all we have for today thanks again we'll chat soon
1: awesome see ya